Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. That was a live fade, guys. Good job. There it is. Music was live because we're under a time crunch because there's a parasite inside of Dory and it's sucking the life out of both of us. Welcome to the show. Um, you know the business. It's uh, We love those Apple podcast reviews. Five stars helps. Our Facebook group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Uh, our website is excellentadventure.com. Our Patreon exists over at patreon.com forward slash excellentadventure. And uh, we broke the code. And apparently a lot of you people can't wait till Sunday for news. <laughs> so welcome to our new patrons. Um, and of course, our Twitter is at excellentpod. And our email, doriamatt at gmail.com and mattanddory at gmail.com. Our phone number, 413-461-BABY. Okie dokie. So if you are one of the unfortunate souls who is not a member of the Patreon page, you don't know the information from last week. 
We saw Dr. Beck on Monday. Monday. And guess what we're seeing her on Tuesday of this week? Mm-hmm. Unrelated, but related in the sense that it's the same person and doctor. And same embryo inside of me. Well, you're spoiling it. You led with the wrong thing. Oh, I did. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a little out of it today. Look, everybody, Dory is going through some stuff. The embryo is fine. The bleeding, normal. The swabbing, old blood. <laughs> Matt got to watch a speculum exam. Yep, a lot of, lot of goop in there. A lot of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow hanging yep. out. No jade egg, though. Um, yeah, so as you all know, we were alarmed last week, and we decided to... Um, we decided have to have an early appointment. Yeah. Like, in, I just felt like I would rather go in, even though it was a pain in the ass, and just feel reassured than wait another week. Oh, that'd be horrifying. Yeah. To wait a whole other week. Although the bleeding had stopped, like, even by the time we went in, pretty much. So I was, like, pretty sure it was just normal bleeding, but I also wasn't sure, sure. You ladies amaze me every day with your normal bleedings. <laughs> Blood comes out of our vaginas. Shouldn't be normal, yet it's very normal. Yeah. Um, blood, like, I always felt like blood was red to be like, warning! To, you know, in the course of nature. Mm. The evolution of blood. Mm. I mean, really, it's just... Uh, anyway, so she poked around in there, and um, we saw the embryo. Boy, you are bad at telling the story. You know, I really don't feel well. You're out of it, honey. So I would like to get this show on the road. <laughs> but I'm just here to, like, do the talking. Because oh, okay. you said you should do the talking. All right, I'll let you do the talking. <laughs> We're going to get to Dory's uh, nausea in a minute. Uh, but, look, we went in and the she swabbed it. First thing she did was the... Um, ultrasound so she went in there took a look at the lining took a look at everything saw we saw what looks like a a hematoma in there that that does not appear to be near uh, in in the danger zone but we did make eye contact with the embryo with the screen of the embryo Um, and it is seemingly still okay, and there was a little heartbeat. You could actually see a blink of of white uh, that was, as we were told, the heartbeat. So we saw that. So It was pretty wild. Very strange. At, at, at the time, she was five weeks and five days. So it is, it'll be six, it'll be six weeks Six seven, weeks, six it'll be seven days. weeks. It'll be seven when weeks we Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, boy. Here we go. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Mm-hmm. And how do we know it's happening? Well, I can tell you how. Dory got a cold, and in her words, everything smells horrible. I feel nauseous all the time and exhausted. Also, I puked. I I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so last, you know, or late in the week, lad, this past week, Dory was like, I think I'm getting a cold. Um, oh, we should also mention because of the hematoma, 
Uh, Dory is on not bed rest rest. So she's not on bed rest. But this she's got to take it easy. Said. She's like, I'm not putting you on bed rest. And I was like, whoa, that was an option. <laughs> and then we asked what that meant. And she was basically like, you can walk. Yeah. So, you know, Dory's previously favorite activity, of course, uh, of swimming. And, and Broadway dance class. And Broadway dance class. She has to put those on. They're on the hold right now. Yeah. I mean, and hopefully it's just a temporary hold. It should be. Yeah. The he- hematomas are really common, especially with IVF. Mm-hmm. Um, and they usually just resolve themselves. I also haven't seen any bleeding from the hematoma, which I think is a good sign. It's a great sign. So, but right now, Dory right is now, on not bed rest. I mean, rest. maybe I haven't seen any bleeding because I'm on not bed rest rest. Yeah. Um, and it has, what it has done is has really prepared us for the possibility of me seemingly have to do everything around here. Yep. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. You're, you're starting to understand how much I d- actually do. Today was maddening because I was doing the other podcast I do, and I had to stop for 45 minutes to go to the grocery store for what I would describe as a hodgepodge of food items that were needed. Yep. Because, okay, so here's what happened. I had been feeling like increasing low-grade nausea throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got this cold, so I was just sort of like knocked out. But then yesterday and today I started feeling like really like pretty nauseous. And then this afternoon I was lying in bed and I was like, oh no, I was, I was out here and I had to like run to the bathroom and I actually puked. Yes. And that was when I was like, I need some... Gatorade and saltines and pretzels and some Cheerios. If you want to hear that moment, it happened. I can play that moment, actually. It's up on my computer because I was recording a podcast that I do with my friend Andy about Star Trek The Next Generation. uh, And uh, Dory came in and uh, we were instructed to leave. And but Andy was very excited that he was around. He was really excited. Morning sickness. Let's see if I can. Pull this up in a reasonable amount. Did you think podcasting? This is we have jingles written in here, so here uh, we. Uh, the iambic pentameter is matching. Yes, honey. I think this is it. Here it is. Uh huh. It's so exciting. <laughs> All right, I'll get them for you, guys. I have a, I have a, a dilithium crystal in the warp core, so I got to make sure that the ship's okay. This is a Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure crossover moment yeah, gotta for go your get fans. Some, some sateens and some Gatorade. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, Matt. Is yes, that, Andy. Is that the first uh, morning sickness sign? Well, it's not morning. Does it not count if it's not morning? I don't think so. No, it does. Morning sickness can strike at any time. Oh, there you go. Guys, morning sickness can strike at any time. This is it, guys. This is a TNC exclusive. Dory had not, morning not exclusive sickness anymore. for the first time right here. Suck it, man. Dory's excellent adventure. <laughs> All right. So there Andy. you go. That is that is the moment that Andy and I had to leave. And that's this is also partially you can blame the embryos. If you're if you're a crossover fan, there's a couple of you out there. Uh you A heard that before anybody else, uh, because the next gen episode hasn't gone up. And uh B, that's why we didn't 
part of why we didn't get to finish today yeah. was, was the sickness. Uh, it shifted our times all around, and then we had like a 45-minute stop down for uh, saltines and Gatorade that yeah. then turned into saltines, Gatorade, <laughs> uh, frozen fruit to make smoothies, unflavored protein, doesn't exist, um, almond milk, Cheerios, oatmeal that had no flavoring, um, string cheese, pretzels, uh, and Cheerios? Did I say you Cheerios? Cheerios. Uh, that Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I went out for Gatorade, came back with four grocery bags of stuff. <laughs> Honey. It just kept getting added I, on. Thank God you were here. I was just like, what? 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 Oh, so there you go. So this is the new normal. I don't think you guys have ever heard a moment in real time like that. So you're welcome for the the exciting adventures over on Star Trek The Next Conversation. And I should also say part of the reason the schedules got so messed up is because I I took I had to take a two hour nap. Yeah, we were going to record Dory and I were going to record during that nap period. And I was like. I need to lie down. Yep. And I said, here, try this meditation for morning sickness. Did that help at all? It was a little... No, it didn't because it kept having me breathe in deeply and there was some smell that I was smelling as I breathed in deeply that was making me feel nauseous. Interesting. Maybe to substitute breathe in deeply, you can just sort of um, breathe in a measured pace. Yeah. I think maybe I'll just try a regular meditation. Well, I think most regular meditations, at least that I've gone through. Are breathing deeply. Are, you got to breathe. I know. I don't know what it was, but, you know, every smell makes me feel nauseous now. Well. Like, I put on I put on the perfume that I, excuse me, that I wear, like, almost every day I put on this morning. And immediately I was like, oh, God, this is, like, so strong and disgusting and i had to like wipe it off with like um well this wipes. is why my writing partner showers at the office his pregnant wife was like i cannot smell you taking a shower it makes me so nauseous oh wow so boy i've made fun of him a lot for that and if i have to wind up taking showers at work <laughs> i'm going to have a real egg on my face <laughs> So this is the exploration into what it's like to have IVF work. And then now we're in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) The situation we, I think, never truly thought we would be in. Well, you know, again. Knock on wood. Knocking on wood. We know. We know. It's early. Yep. Lot more to come. And who knows what moments you might be hearing later on. Yeah. You know, I could be recording anything at any moment. Dory could be like coming in, asking me to go get herself some um, uh, caramel uh, flavored Werther's Originals, but sugar free or something. Oh, oh that makes you not, you don't feel it no. right now? Mm-mm. Yeah. You're going to crave it just out of weirdness. Mm-hmm. Pickle and mayonnaise sandwich. Oh. Oh, God. That might actually make me puke. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. All right. Any other gross foods you want to mention? No. No, 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 no. Although I, you know, inadvertently, because I was so, it was a lot of stop and go tonight, today. Yeah. No actual, like, moment to, like, 
you know, have lunch or anything like that. So what I've eaten today has been that bag of Bomba. Oh. <laughs> um, so, okay, everybody. It's, uh, you know, it's seven, almost 7.30 on, on the West Coast here. So a lot of you are going to be hearing this pretty soon after we finish recording. Luckily, this will keep me going until Andy can come back and I can finish the podcast. It's a fucking day. Not Not pleased with today. But... I understand these things happen. Me neither, honestly. Some people have stuff they need to go to. Some people have things they need to vom. Deep. And yet only me is ready for all of it. Wow. Oh boy, here we go. Wow, guys, I am really a trooper. <laughs> only Matt. <laughs> Matt, you're just the best. Here's an email from Matt. Oh, hey, Matt, you're pretty cool. I know that a lot of people come down on you on this podcast, but I think you're the best. XOXO you, Matt. <laughs> you really make me laugh and have fun insights. And I hear how much you're there for her all the time. It was so nice how you just immediately stopped what you were doing with your podcast and just went out to go get saltines and Gatorade. Oh, thanks. And it's so funny that you were going to go to the 7-Eleven that was very close by until you got 900 text messages that asked for many other things that would not be sold at 7-Eleven, and then that took a long time. Oh, you, Matt, you know a lot about today. Does, does Matt feel underappreciated? Matt just feels like the people on this podcast think that Matt isn't good at being a husband. What? That's what I feel like. What are you, where did you get that from? From, you know, a couple of weeks ago when everyone was coming down on me for when I said I wanted to put the embryo in and not deal with the other place. <laughs> Remember that? Honey, I do, but... Guys, I will take all of your apologies. No one thinks you're a bad husband. Form. Everyone thinks you're a great husband. You don't, you don't know how many people, friends of mine who listen to this podcast are like, Matt is so amazing. Oh, guys, tell me. Don't tell her. <laughs> I also realize that you probably know like more about female anatomy at this point than like 99% of men. I guarantee you I do. I, you know, sometimes I'll jump into those conversations that the ladies at work are having. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like questions about egg freezing and, 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 and uteruses. <laughs> I'll just pop in and be like, hi guys. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I'm an expert in the field of every weird abbreviation but, known to man. You know, I think this is going to be a new a new frontier for us where I'm just going to have to lean on you a lot. Yeah, I mean, look, normally I thrive in that kind of I know. thing. I just don't love that uh, it, it's happening on a day like today where there was just i just needed to get two things done i know this is one of the things so that's fine but you know i kind of like built the whole day around those two things and then it all just sort of went whoop i know sucker god it's the parasite it's the parasite and it's the having to get a podcast out on a specific day every week and having pushed it to the sunday i mean i knew i was in trouble on the other side of things. Yeah. When we were ended up recording on Sunday. Yeah. Anyway, this is way behind the curtain, everybody. And I'm hoping you're enjoying your look behind said curtain. If you don't, email Dory. 
Uh, okay, here we go. This is from Moxie. Great name. The nation's first carbonated soda. Moxie. Hey, DNM. Reaching out to help uh, for help from your fellow listeners. Not exactly an egg signal, but maybe close to it? An egg whisper out into the night? Uh, a friend is flying to Prague in early November to undergo her first embryo transfer. We live here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, oh, no. No, I won't do it. But due to various circumstances, this was their best referred option. Our small group of girlfriends would like a way to send her a thinking of you on the day of the transfer, just so she knows we're all in this together. And if we can't be there to make their week easier, we wish we could help pass the time and shoulder some of the burden on the long journey. Initially, I was thinking of a bit of a care package, but the only thing it seems we can feasibly do from here is order flowers or chocolates from a florist and include a note. Then send her a group chat picture of all of us standing on our heads uh, with our legs in the air. And a hold that egg in solidarity. What a hoot these girls are. (laughs) However, I don't speak Czech or know which flower or delivery websites are reputable. And if ordering could be sent to her clinic, I don't know their Airbnb address. And how to communicate in their directions. Uh, she is a patient there on that day and not a worker. If anyone has been there, has been before, she is going to Gannett, which I have found an address for on Google and confirmed on Google Maps that this is the clinic. <laughs> Any help from uh, with this process would be greatly appreciated. Have you or other listeners been to Gannett in Prague uh, and think that this could work? Or are you in Prague? <laughs> and can you let me know a company I could trust and somehow communicate with uh, only in English? Or French. Don't sell yourself short. Mm. She parenthetical French. Uh, thanks. And thanks, Dorian Matt. I've been listening since the beginning because I just like learning about lives and science. And listening has made... Uh, me be a better friend uh, and being able to casually discuss with Lingua. Lingua. Lingua is the language robot Lisa Simpson built. Oh. Yep. And then it exploded and then Homer said Lingua dead and then its last words were Lingua is dead. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> See you on the internet. With the option of coming to visit and having a tour around, I threw out in episode five, Always Stands. Oh, so we should really just go to the Skosh. I don't want to get on an airplane right now. Oh, weird. I do. Can't wait. Oh, no. Um, okay. Uh, oh, look. It's already this time that we talk to us ourselves about our sponsors. <laughs> Wait, but I have a response for Moxie. I can't believe that you have a response. You've been to Panette? No. Oh. But Moxie, call the clinic. The clinic obviously deals with the people in English o- constantly. Exactly. They know English. They can either suggest someone or they can maybe even handle it themselves. Honey, maybe you're blowing my mind. Maybe you could even send something to the clinic. I think your first call should be to the clinic. Wow. They're going to know all this information. They're going to know all of this. They, they, they probably deal with this all the time. 
Honey, that didn't even occur to me. Oh, my God. You might be nauseous, but you're still sharp as a tack. That's what Andy said. Oh. Remember? Oh, yeah. With your... What What did you say? I said, I'm not at the top. I'm I'm barely at the bottom of my game. Oh, yeah. Andy thought that was hilarious. Maybe you should just be writing right now. Oh. Maybe you're having like... Your pros are just in good Maybe. form. Maybe part of your brain has been loosened up to just oh. like... You know, the part of your brain that's always worried about... Um, about eating. Uh-huh. Now you don't want to. Maybe what it is is that now I have some of your DNA in me. <laughs> so I'm so like sorry. Extra writerly. Oh, yeah. Honey, you're the only writer here. All right, now we can take a short break. Truly. Uh, so Moxie, Moxie Munch, thank you very much. I bet she's never heard that. Nope. Um, and because of my whole new thing of like, we're going to do this whole podcast live, it's time for our first sponsor, which Dory wrote on the side of a page. Oh, it's here because it's double printed today. Printed double sided. I am very confused. And first up, ladies and gentlemen, it's care.com. Honey. Yes. Just feel free to interject when you want. Oh, I will. Because I know you're feeling a little under that weather. Yeah, I am. Because of this whole uh, family situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but look. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Really does feel like I'm doing a little tiny radio show just for me. And I'm so sorry you all have to go through this. I'm here. Oh. Would you like to read something? Nope. Exactly. Follow up from Carolyn, everybody. Remember Carolyn? She was the one who was um, she was asking if it was normal the whole fresh transfer, finding out how many embryos. The FET, the uh, well, not an FET. I mean, the fresh embryo transfer. I know, but they use that term for frozen. I know it's really silly. It's confusing. The fret or the fit? No, they're both fr. Oh God, <laughs> we're never gonna figure this out. All right, guys. From now on, I think IVF should be outlawed until we can settle on a abbreviation. That seems reasonable. Thank you, everybody. Okay, this is a follow-up from Carolyn. Not going to lie, fangirled a little when I heard you read my email. just wanted to send a few follow-up points. There are three doctors at my fertility center. I've only ever met with one and found out that uh, that a completely different doctor could be doing my retrieval and transfer. Whoa. Interesting. I mean, that could happen... To us as well. Yeah, I think they try pretty hard to... Yes, but it's always a possibility. I guess it is a possibility. Uh, I didn't find that information out until the day before each procedure, which then did not allow for a conversation to happen uh, before the transfer in a more private setting. Uh, I would have even preferred to have that conversation over the phone, knowing what I know now about how that conversation was handled. I also was only given an update about my embryos on day one. That's normal. And on day three. That's, I mean. We only got day one and day five. That's right. I had a day five transfer. So I was hearing for the first time that my embryos were pretty sluggish and that the two best embryos were only considered early blastocysts, which apparently was less than ideal for a five day transfer. I learned all of this uh, in the 15 minutes before I was scheduled to have my transfer. That's a lot to take in. That is cuckoo bananas, as they say in the business. Uh, Neither doctor attempted to speak in such a way that would have made the information they shared with the other doctor less audible to us. (laughs) The other couples, rather, less audible to us. There was only probably a span of six feet between our quote-unquote room and the other couple's quote-unquote room. Good news is, though, two of our embryos did make it to freeze. Oh, good. 5BB and 2AB. Still not sure what that means. That's what she said. And I also am not sure what that means. It's the grading of the embryos. I see. Uh, But I am just relieved we have some. And my beta HCG is on August 31st. So wish me luck. 
Oh, so you had it on Friday. Oh shit. You had the beta. Good luck. Good I really luck. we're we're reverse pulling for you. If we had a time machine, we'd take it and then start rooting for you before it happened. Yep. But not yet. Okay, so I mean that's interesting that you feel like there was no volume adjustment made either yeah. in the conversations of the doctor. Sounds like a lot of this could be remedied by them having some tact. A little tact and a little uh maybe thicker cloth. Sure. <laughs> I mean, really. It's crazy. It's, those curtains are barely like a um hospital gown in thickness. That's true. You know? Yep. <clears throat> okay. It's time to hear from Laura, honey. I hope you're ready for Laura. I'm ready. Here she is. Dear Matt and Dory, I'm sure you've received lots of feedback on the question about normal practices for discussing embryo transfer where others might be able to hear. I've done five transfers, two fresh, three frozen across three different facilities, so I thought I'd share my experience. First and foremost, I completely agree with Matt and Dory. Surprise about deciding the number to transfer only when you arrive for the transfer appointment. Even for my f- two fresh transfers, we came up with a game plan over the phone about 24 hours in advance, whether to do a day three or a day five transfer, how many to transfer, my personality type really likes control, so I can't imagine deciding on the fly, especially when you get a full bladder and prep for the transfer. I mean, Laura, Yes. Uh, I've never had any direct conversations where an embryologist weighed in on any clinical decisions. My contact with them had always been extremely limited, usually just all the confirmations of mine and my husband's identity. So we're absolutely certain we we're transferring the right embryo. Any other talk was at most, uh, this embryo looks lovely, standard comment. Regarding privacy, all three of the facilities, we had the transfer done in individual rooms. Well, yes. I mean, isn't it pre and post op we're talking about pre here? Pre and post op, well, yeah, is the curtains. Yeah, but the actual procedures are done in the OR, right? Which is one room. Anyway, one facility I had two retrievals done had the standard pre and post op area with beds. I should just read the sentence forward, you know. Mm. Read it forward. It's a movie. It's not a movie. I lied. Don't watch Pay It Forward anymore, guys. Kevin Spacey's in it. This took a turn. Let's talk about curtains. (laughs) Staff was extremely conscious of the fact that other patients could hear conversations. After you came out of anesthesia, a doctor or a nurse would come into your curtain and say, we retrieved this many eggs and write the number on the legal pad and show it to you. Maybe we could... That's a tactful way to do it. I really like that way of doing it. In fact, from now on, that's what I'm doing. When you tell people how many eggs got retrieved? Mm -hmm. Okay. When I moonlight. As an embryologist or nurse? As an IVF doctor. (laughs) Oh, okay. As an MD of of fertilities. Uh, Guess the ballpark based on the follow-up conversations. E.g., the woman next to me was getting a long lecture on identifying OHSS. She had a lot more eggs retrieved than I did. That was about all I could tell. Look, Laura, you're out there in the field. You're doing this kind of stuff. That's the first-hand knowledge that we want on this show. I think this, this was very good information. Laura, so far, A+. Plus. If you email us again, you could damage that, that A-plus average. But just so you know, 
I think we would wait the first email more, though. You had, you hit a home run in your first at bat. I'd retire. All right. From emailing. That's fair. All right. Um, any other thoughts? No, but I like the writing down. I think that's great. I like it, too, because not only could you have the number there, but you could, like, put it on your, like, stationery of your clinic. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if someone ever, like, Instagrams, this is how many embryos we had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's right there. It's it's ready You're to really go. really thinking like an infertility influencer. Oh, you know, I just got to get our social media presence <laughs> up so that this kid can start paying for itself. <laughs> Don't forget to watch our embryos youtube channel <laughs> like in the comments <laughs> all right everybody today we're testing the cheapest embryo we could find on amazon <laughs> what's what's better the most expensive embryo in brentwood or the cheapest embryo on amazon we're going to find out like it in the comments <laughs> you watch way too much youtube i watch so much youtube it's you're like a teenager i you know in a sense i am but i like watch i watch a very like specific like world world of YouTube. youtube yeah you know it's like here's what it is it's it's disney or theme park related guitar related in some way you know, and then like occasionally I'll like have watched a oh I watch a lot of like Marvel Easter eggy things. Mm. Um, and then you were really into watching like Motown for a while. Did a lot of Motown watching, and then like it also like the algorithm's interesting to me too of like what it what shoots it at my face. Yeah. Like you'd like this video about the ten greatest playsets from the eighties. And I'm like, okay, let me watch this. <laughs> oh, I remember Grayskull. Whoa, I always wanted the aircraft carrier from G.I. Joe. Oh, my God, she castle. Jesus. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Matt just got way too excited about Shira's castle and almost knocked my computer well, over. <laughs> look, we had Shira's castle. Um, I did not. We had, I did not have Grayskull, but my sister had Shira's castle. So, well, guess who made a lot of house calls? He Man. He Man <laughs> did. That was the answer to that. So, here's my recommended. I'm just going to throw this out there so people get more of an idea of me as a person here. I'm just going to read the, uh, the top level, the top, the top row of recommended videos right now. Ready? Top Disney World Rides versus Disneyland Rides Part 2. I assume you watched Part 1. I must have. <laughs> Although I don't actually remember doing it. it just I think it's because I'm subscribed and it's recent. The History of the Land Pavilion, Expedition Epcot. It's a great website. Uh, great channel. Expedition Theme Park is the name of the channel. Star Trek, USS Voyager, Ambient Engine Noise for one hour. <laughs> Yesterworld, Confrontation, and the Destroyed King Kong Encounter, Yesterworld Attractions. And then, of course, nine free ways to upgrade your Disney vacation from Disney Food Blog. Hey, guys. AJ here. <laughs> 
It's AJ for Disney Food Blog. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. I forgot I'm connected. To plus up your Disney vacation for free. Oh. I know. Disney World costs a lot of money, but there are so, so much money. But what can we do? Don't forget, you can always ask for free so water. Here we go. <laughs> First up, don't forget to get your celebration buttons. You want to do this Why? at City Hall Why? in Magic Kingdom. Why have another thing? Parks, and you can get celebration buttons. And these say, it's my birthday, or I'm celebrating. Or- <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> I you really... have a real love-hate relationship with AJ. I do. I know. I know. I know. It's you very... can't quit her. Oh, look at this guy. He's the Sergeant uh, Bulldog was honored to have lowered the Veterans Day, uh, Veteran of the Day flag lowering ceremony at the parade on uh, down Main Street, which my dad was also very excited about that. He got to do that a few weeks ago. He got to be the way. veteran lower and they got a little certificate. How do you get to do that? I think you go to maybe, maybe AJ no, will tell no, us. No, we're not going to watch the whole thing. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop. And if you wear those around the park, you will Please see some magical stop. things happen. Yeah. You may be. By the way, guys. Hello, I'm, it's AJ from Disney. I'm YouTube Premium, so there are no commercials. <laughs> and if you want to know the Disney World Signature Dining ranking the best Disney Dining Plan 2 credit restaurants, then let me just say, watch it in reverse because she's so backwards. <laughs> yeah, this is the conclusion we came to after the fire. World. After of the course, the cheddar firecracker shrimp historic, fiasco. The pretzel bread. The desserts are not great here, so don't. Disagree! <laughs> The desserts are great at fucking La Cellier. Jeez, Louise. AJ, you're driving me crazy. What a tangent. What a tangent. Okay, this is how Dory and I get along. I make fun of YouTube and she laughs at it. <laughs> it's the only thing we have in common. We have this podcast. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, and uh, little Steve Rogers. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. You know, if we had some sort of video, like we were like, <laughs> cheapest IVF clinic in California versus California Fertility Partners, we'd have a gajillion views. That's really dark. I know, but look, if you want to get the views, you got to rank it. Okay. <laughs> you also got to review things. Like if you're James at Freakin' Reviews, today I'm reviewing, today I'm reviewing the Copper Pan, Copper Pan Pan. Oh, yeah, you forgot that category of things you like to watch. You like to watch as-seen-on-TV reviews. Oh, but mostly from, from James at Freakin' Reviews. Here he is. Hi, this is James White with Freakin' Reviews, specializing in as-seen-on-TV product reviews. <laughs> and I'm not just glad to see you today. I've got a mouse in my pocket. That's right. It's the pocket mouse. And that's today's review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only funny to my wife and I. I don't know why, but it is. And I, yeah, honest to God, will watch the the crap out of that channel, like like a crazy person. Uh, and there's another channel recently that I've gotten into. Uh, you know what? I think they're called. I think it's called New Rock Stars. Is the name of the um, is the name of the channel? But like, I have like absorbed all of their. I've literally absorbed like all of their content regarding Easter eggs in the Marvel universe. Anyway, it's a good channel if you like that kind of thing. Boy, time for our third email. Wait. 
You missed the instruction. Play fresh embryo transfer voicemail. It's there you go. so closely related to what we were just uh, doing. Hi, Corey. Ah, ah, no, no, no. That's the wrong voicemail. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Jess from Minnesota. Say, I'm calling in regards to the person who wrote in with concerns about HIPAA rules and uh, transferring or being questioned about how many embryos are going to transfer for a fresh transfer. I don't have any advice on HIPAA rules or laws, but I know prior to my fresh transfer, actually prior before we even started our um, whole IVF process, we had to sit down with our doctor and sign legal paperwork indicating how many embryos we're going to transfer if they were either going to make it a three-day blast or a five-day blast fresh transfer. And um, under our doctor's recommendations, we checked the box um, three to five embryos for a three-day blast fresh transfer oh. or one to two embryos for a five-day blast fresh transfer. And um, there's other legal information we had to find, too. For example, we had to indicate what we wanted to do with our embryos. If he, something would happen to him, something happened to me, something happened to both of us, if we wanted to make someone like the legal guardian of our embryos. Anyways, we had to sign all that in front of a um, notary at our clinic. And then um, the interesting thing that happened with me, though, is that when we came down to... Um, actually doing the fresh transfer, they said that two of our four embryos looked like they were going to make it to five-day blast, and the other two probably weren't going to make it. And um, I had a lengthy conversation with my RE that night about why we wanted to transfer two. And after having a financial and mental discussion with, uh, with our RE, she approved us actually transferring two. However, when we got down to it, when we were in the, um, I guess, glass-enclosed OR area, um, and I was drugged up on Valium, the RE is like, okay, well, you have two blasts here. We're going to transfer the um, grade A and not the grade B. And I'm like, uh, no, no, no. We already had this conversation with the RE, hmm. and we're going to transfer both. And the embryologist looked at us and started in with his whole lecture about um, why we shouldn't transfer two. And the doctor just looked at him immediately and said, uh, zip it, we already uh, had this discussion last night. So um, it was still interesting that the RE felt the need to have that discussion while I was drugged up on the table. But um, anyways, that was our experience. And I do find it odd that she suggested that they didn't have that discussion until the last minute before their transfer. So. Uh, there's my feedback, and I'm very happy for the two of you with your. That's it. With our little Steve Rogers. <laughs> Don't forget to like him in the comments, little, little Steve-o. Boy, I really just, I really wish that your brother-in-law wasn't named Steve right now. Because, like, it'd be like a good, I feel, I feel like that like a fun sort of, story for that child to carry of like well why are you named Steve Rogers your dad like a really big dork and then he would say yes but also mm. I was frozen for a year and a half in a lab and they thawed me out mm -hmm. and they've been trying to get my super serum ever since mm -hmm. you know yep yeah it's really too bad we can't use that name way to go Steve 
You fucked it up. He's, uh... You just skipped an email, I think. Oh, yeah, I did. It's double page and, you know... Steve, I'm just kidding. You didn't ruin anything. Except for the name. We can't use it, because, you know, apparently you guys... When I say you guys, I, of course, mean Jews. Can't name people after people that are living. It's a whole thing. It's a whole rigmarole. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Mm-hmm. You married a Jew. I know, but, like... It's just, like, not fair. Oh, it's not fair. No. no. Hey, guys. <laughs> Today we tested the best Jewish names on babies. Here's Mordecai. And then uh, Yitzi. Well, that'd, that'd be the two best names, right? Or Shmuley. Shmuley. <laughs> uh, we were going to call this one Shmuley, but it has a distant uncle named Shmuley who's still with us. Well, Shmuley is a nickname for Shmuel, which is Samuel, which is Sam. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. This is all falling apart now. <laughs> Guys, if you can think of a name, should we run a poll nope. and let the Patreon name nope. our baby? Nope. Because it would be Baby McBabyface <laughs> if you let the internet name it. Uh, all right. This is from Amanda. It says, hi, Matt and Dory. I'm writing a response to the email from last week from Caroline about fresh transfers and having to make a last-minute decision behind curtain walls. I did two transfers, and both of them I got the news from my doctor behind the curtain walls with strangers only a few feet away. Oh, there's a person backing up uh, Caroline. Yep. Uh First cycle, I was able to do PGS testing and still do a fresh transfer. Uh, luckily, we had two normal embryos. And they're they're blessed with a happy two-year-old uh, daughter. I used the word blessed. They didn't. I just sort of uh, editorialized for no reason. Uh, since my first fresh transfer took and my frozen didn't, I decided to do a fresh transfer again. And then we found ourselves behind the curtain walls yet again, waiting to hear how many embryos we got on day five. Our doctor, uh, with strangers listening to us, we got the good news that we still had six embryos. And we had to decide how many to transfer within minutes of the procedure. This is bananas. Why don't they just walk it through like our our caller said here? Day before, you go, okay, well, here's what we have right now. And if we arrive, let's just pretend that that's the number. What do you want to do? Okay, what if that number is less? What do you want to do? Okay. We decided to transfer two since I was 35 and they were not PGS tested. I'm now 18 weeks pregnant with a single baby boy. Lucky for us both times, we got pretty good news behind the curtain walls, but it was still stressful having to make decisions within minutes of a transfer. And if I had received bad news with a stranger also listening, it would have made it very difficult and upsetting. We have four frozen embryos that have not been PGS tested. If we decided to do have more children in the future, I would like to have the embryos tested prior to an FET. Interesting. If we decide not to have uh, any more children, I know I'll have a hard time destroying or donating my embryos. So I guess I have a second embryo signal to send out. I didn't see that coming. There's always a twist. Has neat. This is the back page, which was the first page. So let me now go over here. Has anyone ever done a compassionate cycle? I believe it is where you do an FET without medication to prepare your body. It seems like it is leaving it up to God or chance whether the embryo takes or not. If anyone has done this, what was the outcome? Did you get pregnant or not? I've never heard of this. Interesting. 
If you didn't get pregnant, did you feel like you ended up making the right decision by doing the compassionate cycle, or do you wish you did something else? Thanks for everything you both do for all of us going through IVF. I hope you continue doing the podcast throughout pregnancy and parenthood because I really enjoy my Monday morning drive to work, listening to your updates and banter and hearing from other listeners. Hope all, uh, hope all's well with next week's update. It was. So thank you for that. This is Amanda from Florida asking about this compassionate cycle. Embryo signal has gone out. I've literally never heard of that. Have you heard of that? You've read more than I have. I don't think I've heard of that. I essentially just hear about things from the podcast. Yeah. I don't think I've heard of that. That's so interesting. Follow up to that. Why not donate them to science? She said she doesn't want to. Sounds like she doesn't want to donate them in any way. No, no, no. She sounds she doesn't want to donate. This is again. Here we go. Hard time destroying or donating. Oh, I see. Donating is right there. Does that just mean donating to a people, or does that mean donating unclear, to science? Unclear, but... Um, but my guess is, if it's a compassionate cycle you're looking for, science is not one of those fun things that you... Right. You Essentially, I mean, you would assume they'd get destroyed in the in the course of science, right? So Yeah. Um, honey, I get it. you know what I just realized? No, I don't. This is our 100th episode. <laughs> What a day Yeah, to have the 100th episode of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I mean... Boy, oh boy. Wow. Who's who uh, who's the lucky sponsor of our 100th episode? It's Finn. Oh my goodness. You know how we would have remembered it was our 100th episode? Finn probably could have told us yep. if we'd asked it to, like, hey, remind us if there's any big episodes coming up. Totally. All right. So it is time for an ad and again because i'm doing this whole episode live music aj from disney food blog everything's live it's our hundredth episode celebration everybody's <laughs> here to say hello you know uh we got uh, aj from the disney food blog showing up over here oh, james, james from per- reviews <laughs> hanging around <laughs> Uh, oh, the most annoying uh, narration in all of YouTubedom, as far as I'm concerned, is the guy from TPM Vids. What is Are that? Are you ready for TPM Vids guy's voice? It's the 100th episode, honey, so I figured why not have him come out and tell us about the difference between Disney World and Disneyland rides. Welcome to TPM Vids Disney Beat, where we talk about all things Disney. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button and click the bell icon to be notified when we upload a new video. Yeah. We also have Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at TPM Videos. Oh, and here's the list, The Disney everybody. Castle parks are all modeled after the original Disneyland in California. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. I don't understand. Do you have a problem with the, all that information you're about to get on your face? It's just, it's terrific. Oh, boy. Guys... Which one's best for me, Disneyland or, like, Disney World? Hey, everybody, it's AJ from Disney Food Blog. Today we're going to tackle a huge question we get asked a lot here on DFB. What's the difference between Disneyland and Disney World? So I'm not going to... Who asks that? <laughs> it's very clear. What is? What are you talking about? No one is asking you that, AJ. I wish she'd stop lying to everyone about everything. 
She's probably very nice, <laughs> but I gotta just. You have a few bones to pick with her. I, I, look, I have a, I have a few mac and cheese balls to pick with her. Like, there's like so many things that she's like, I love this thing, and I went and tried, it and I was like, no, not good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Anyway. I just, you, you know what start, I want to do? I you wanna, should start a response channel. I want to. You should start, start no, a no, Disney food blog response channel. Here's what I need to channel. do. I need to get AJ out of Florida and take her to a real restaurant. I don't think she'd understand. So that she can have food that's good. And then when she goes back to Disney, she can understand the difference between good food and not good food. I don't think that's going to work. All right. Well, if you, know, if you know AJ, get her in touch with me. <laughs> I have so many questions. God, I would love to interview her. But, like, actually interview her? And not, like, one of these, like... I'd like to just really dig deep into the psychology of it. I'd also like to find out what kind of comp she's getting. I'd like to find out what kind of income she's generating. I'd like to find out how many hours a week she's doing this. How many times a year she's going to Disney for this. When she gets invited to the Disney Food and Wine Festival in Epcot, like... What's the setup there? Are you maybe reviewing it a little bit better because your experience is a little different than normal people's would be? I have so many questions. Well, and here's an here's a question I have. Yeah. Like her channel's popular, but like that video has 125,000 views. That's not massive. No, it's not. So But I don't think she's making a ton on advertising. I think she's I think Hey she's, everyone, this is A. Sorry everybody, that was an accident. But I mean she's got 100 and 60,000 subscribers, that's enough for like a, 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 a some sort of silver button, right? I don't know. Silver play button? Maybe? I feel like all I read is how like you need like millions of subscribers on YouTube to even like start making money. Yeah, But maybe the Disney economy is different. <laughs> Do you know how the Disney economy works? <laughs> like she could be someone who's doing it mainly for the access. Well, you know this is mean? her full-time gig though. Oh, so she is making money. I read an interview with her on the internet somewhere. Oh. That just didn't ask the questions that I wanted to ask. Mm. AJ, if you're out there, I know you're not struggling with IVF because you have beautiful children of your own, so you're probably not listening to this at all. But if you ever do and you want to call Matt, he's got some questions and some thoughts. Amanda, you're from Florida. Find AJ. Find AJ. (laughs) Wait, what if Amanda's last name is like... Johnson? Oh, my God. Are you AJ? All right. I'm going to let this dog go outside. Uh, you, I think the door's open. Oh, let me, let me show him. Okay. So Dory's gone to go let him go outside. She's forgotten that we're doing this podcast live this week and that we're not stopping for anything or doing any, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Eight Disneyland Eats you'll never miss again. No, I don't think that's true. I think she would probably... I have a lot of things that uh, I wouldn't care for. You know, another video uh, channel I like a lot, everybody out there, is uh, I enjoy the, uh, there's a YouTube channel I like called uh, Trogley's, you know, the Trogley's Guitar Show. 
it's a lot of fun. It's this guy who loves Gibsons from the 70s and goes through them in great detail. That's probably boring for everybody out here. And uh, Hollywood Graveyard, big fan of that one. That's uh, that's one where this guy, uh, I believe his name is Arthur Dark. He goes and tours uh, cemeteries in Los Angeles and points out famous people's graves. That's a good one, too. Hi, I'm back. All right. I was really recommending YouTube channels, and I think everyone stopped listening to our 100th episode. Oh, no. Yeah, I ruined it. Way to drive them away. All right, this is from Anonymous. Hey, Matt, Dory, Bo, and future Shafrira. Steve Rogers. Uh, well, I've never heard this one before, so here goes my egg signal question. A lot of eggs signals going out, mm. and even a soft egg signal. Although it's more of a transfer signal than an egg signal. Oh, <laughs> forget it. <laughs> Uh, I have HSV one and two. That's herpes. She dated a real winner in her early twenties who didn't care about her sexual health. Mm, that's not cool. Uh, my RE doesn't think this will have any effect on the fertility and shouldn't have made a difference in my failed transfers. However, I've seen one research study that showed a correlation between HSV and failed implantations, but it was a fairly small study. And you've only seen one. Yeah, totally. As I gear up for transfer number three, I'm wondering if anyone else has dealt with this issue and has any advice from their experience. Even though I uh, don't have an active breakout, I plan on taking Valtrex the week before and during the two-week wait, uh, this time as it is safe for the pregnancy. And I'm wondering if it could help calm potential virus inflammations that might be attacking the embryo. I only have a small breakout when my immune system is stressed, which happens during the active IVF process. So I don't take Valtrex on a daily basis like some patients do. Anyone out there know anything about this? Thank you for giving me a safe place, a safe place to ask uh, this really shame-inducing question. Aww. Oh, feel no shame. Yeah, We all fuck some weirdos in our 20s. Uh, what? Nothing. Mm, interesting. Uh, <laughs> so there, the signal is out. And by out, I mean up. And by up, I mean out. I gotta go. What is happening? This is like You're... weirdly, it's like I'm doing this <laughs> podcast by myself and like you happen to be sitting in the room. <laughs> and if this is like, if this is what it's going to be like for nine months. No, but I also have no, no, honestly, a sore throat. I think, honestly, if this is what it's going to be like for nine months, we're going to lose listeners so fast. This is not what it's going to be like. All right. Just like feel like at this, the 100th episode, we need to let people know. Okay. I'm just saying that most of the reason why I'm not really talking that much is because I have a sore throat. Not, yes. Like, not because I'm feeling nauseous. That is another aspect of it, but it's mostly that I have a sore throat. Honey... I want you to know that we, because your husband was allowed to control the pace of this podcast. Yeah. We have. Oh, no. These are double-sided, too. Oh, uh, no. We have about 20, 15 pages of podcast okay. left. Hand it over. I mean, it's just not. Hand I just, it over. It's not feasible. Hand it over. I just don't see how this can happen. Hand it over. I don't want you to aggravate your throat. All right. I'm going to just do some editing here. This is what she's good at. All right. I am an editor. I'm going to play voicemail. Great. 
Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Aubrey from Canada. Um, I just wanted to, I'm a little behind uh, okay. by about a week, but oh. congratulations on being pregnant. Um, having gone through IVF myself, I remember that initial congratulations call quite well. Um, I was just calling. I'm listening in the car on Bluetooth and whatnot, and Dory uh, was pause talking for one about second. how it doesn't. Is she in the side, the belly of a sea beast? <laughs> yes. Okay. It feel real, and Matt was talking about how they know that you guys know that it's you know you're not of the woods yet, and that sort of stuff. And I just wanted to offer some solidarity. It. <laughs> Honestly, for me, I don't think it really felt real until until we had the gender. Um, we already have the gender oh, no. for biological sex. We have yeah, we have the uh, biological ultrasound. sex. <laughs> oh, that ultrasound. <laughs> excuse me, hearing the heartbeat and sea having beast. ultrasounds and all of that, it still didn't quite feel real until... I knew that we were having a daughter. And even then, I can tell you that for me, um, and I am a person with anxiety, uh, it it never really went away. And literally the first thing I said when our daughter was finally born was, oh, my God, she made it. So that's not to be negative or to say that no, that's it's a real feeling. how you're going to feel. But if, if things don't feel real yet or if you're not excited yet or if you're nervous and anxious the whole time i get it that's that's not you're not alone so congratulations again and best wishes and at this point what i felt was no matter what happens, nobody can take away the fact that at least I was pregnant. So um, I don't know if that's a hopeful thought for you, but for me it was at least I was at some point pregnant. Um, so good luck and hooray. <laughs> I Thank you, Audrey. Thank you. Audrey, you really, uh, first of all, I'm impressed that you drove into that sea beast, <laughs> but it was probably the quickest way across the channel. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's very real what you're saying. The whole idea of like, oh God, she made it, you know. Yeah. That's a uh, relief. Is, I mean, no, it doesn't feel real at all yet, does it? No. Not real. I mean, it might feel I mean, more real to you because you have a parasite in you that's draining your life force constantly. Yeah. Because, you know, it's what Myras do. Um, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's no, I don't know. There is no, uh, there's no goalpost here. Yeah. Other than, like, have a child. Right. So... I think just because because we've done this podcast, we've heard every variety of bad outcome story. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's hard not to think about that. Even though, you know, I know rationally those are actually just a tiny percentage of sure. pregnancies. But yeah. 
it's hard not to just think about those. Agreed. All right. This is from Yaffa. Yaffa, what's up? <clears throat> Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm writing to respond to Matt's interest in the last episode of hearing fertility rituals. Oh, okay. I've forgotten the context of how it came up, but nonetheless, sending a few Jewish-themed fertility rituals your way. Oh, I didn't realize. Number one, mm-hmm. pregnant women should be careful not to step on human fingernails. It could trigger a miscarriage. I would, I would stay out of this room. <laughs> Number two. Attending a funeral or visiting a cemetery is discouraged for pregnant women. Oh, okay. Number three, wearing a red stone like the womb or blood is supposed to promote fertility, prevent miscarriage, and make for an easy birth. Some women have the custom of wearing a ruby. When I heard about this, I bought a ruby necklace on Etsy and wore it basically as soon as I knew I was pregnant, the entire time I was pregnant, and during labor. I took it off the day we got home from the hospital. For some reason, I liked this physical symbol around my neck. It felt like a safeguard. Why don't I give you one of my, like, watches that has, like, a ruby in the movement? Why don't you buy something for me? Oh, right. That would be... I forgot that you could do that kind of yep. thing. Yep. I know you All usually right. buy things for yourself. Oh, that is, this is why I get this <laughs> reputation around here as being a bad husband because you say things like that. <laughs> and you know what? I Look, you want to get into it? I'll get into it. No. Yeah. Number four. Exactly. Eating your way to fertility includes eating fertile foods like fish, pomegranate, and figs, things with lots of seeds. You know, maybe the maybe you should have some of those chia seed things we have. Oh, the the health warrior chia bars. Yeah, yeah, I should. Well, you know, I've, I've the, the mangoes like what? The the coconut ones are good. The chocolate peanut butter. Oh, one's chocolate good. peanut butter. Yeah, it's got like. But then you're like, oh my god, there's so many seeds. I know. So maybe that's maybe that's part of the goodness, though. Yeah, and most oddly, there is a mitzvah called Shiluach Hakane. Sending away the mother bird. If you happen upon a nest and see the mother bird sitting on either the eggs or the chick, and you want to take the eggs or the chicks for yourself, you have to send away the mother bird first. This duty of sending away the mother bird is considered to have a direct influence on fertility. It's obviously not just going to happen. And who actually wants the eggs or the chicks? There's a rabbi in Brooklyn who is known for helping couples fulfill this by taking them to a subway platform somewhere deep in Brooklyn. I had two sets of friends do this, and hey, both couples did get pregnant soon after. Wait, that sounds so mean. You're separating a mother bird from her eggs? You send the mother away. I think the mother can come back. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's not clear. Well, you guys do some weird shit. So there you have it. These are just some of the rituals I heard about while trying to conceive or stay pregnant. I think of them as wearing lucky socks to the game. Can't hurt, right? Well, look, I have my pair of lucky red socks that I wore through the 2004 uh, World Series. Started wearing them on game four, which was the game that we started the epic comeback. They were purchased by uh, John, uh, John Wilkie's mom, Shannon's aunt. Uh, she's passed away, but I still have those socks. I wow. found them recently. Wow. And they're red socks. They're wow. red Nike socks. You should wear them for the duration of the pregnancy. I should wear them forever. Yeah. All right, this is from Catherine. Do you remember last week we were wondering if there were any babies named Norman anymore? Yes, I do remember that. Matt and Dory. Yes. This is Norman. 
Hey, Norman. Our science baby born last June. Oh. Norman babies are out there and they're adorable. We are starting IVF up again for another FET for baby number two. And I wish I had your podcast when we were starting out. Thanks for all you do. And she sent a picture of Norm and he is adorable. Now you have it. And now we have this photo of Norm who looks like he's ready to sit at that corner bar stool. He's got a little plaid shirt on and And a a hat. hat (laughs) He's very cute. Is Norm from Boston? It's a very Bostonian outfit. I don't know. Um, Okay. I'm going to play voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Jenna from North Carolina. Matt, I'm originally from Kalamazoo, Michigan, home of Gibson yes. Stars. I thought you would appreciate that little reference. I've been looking for Kalamazoo all morning. I'm a long-time um, listener I'm supportive. I'm so happy for you, too, with your positive news. And I just wanted to give you a little plug to continue the podcast. I have found in um, the Facebook group, the Pregnancy and Beyond and the, the DE group, that those of us that have experienced infertility continue to experience anxiety um, through pregnancy and through parenthood. And I, I don't wish that on you at all, but I do think that pregnancy and parenthood is different um, when you've been through infertility. And I encourage you to continue sharing your story because it's a story that so many of us share and so many of your listeners um, can relate to. I have an 11-month-old DE baby, and she's wonderful, um, and we're so grateful that she's here. And I am um, wishing you all the best and, and just wanted to also let you know, at this point, you've already been to see the doctor, but um, I had bleeding my whole first trimester. Nice. And the, the doctor told me that they see it um, far more in IVF patients than they don't. So mm. it's pretty common because of all the hormones and all the shots. So I really hope you got good news. And, again, I really hope you keep doing the podcast. Um, you can you can, um, you can just know that we, we all would love to, to continue sharing in your journey, and we so appreciate you all being so open. Um, uh, with us. So, good luck. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, much appreciated. Yeah, thank Maybe you. she'll, like, regret she sent that voicemail after she hears today's Mostly Mad episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember last week we heard from the Gudge signal went out? Oh, there goes the gudge, yes. Um, asking about her daughter, if anyone had any suggestions for college. Her daughter who wants to... And I said UCLA. ...be and a I, research and I, and I physician was right. and uh, music. Um, so Megana wrote in and said, her daughter sounds a lot like my best friend, so hopefully a few things she learned from her experience might help out. She was super smart and had a 4.0. Her dream school was Vanderbilt, but they unfortunately didn't give her enough financial aid, and she ended up going to Case Western in Cleveland because they were able to give her a full ride and is now at NYU for medical school and had a few other schools to choose from as well when making her decision. She had a great educational and meh social experience at Case, but was glad to be going to med school without debt. They just found out that NYU's med school is now going tuition-free, which is super exciting. 
So considering debt might not be as big of an issue in the future, but of the people we've known who've applied for medical school, it seemed as though the only time that undergrad made a difference was either if they were staying at the same school for medical school or if they went to an Ivy League undergrad. Otherwise, it might make sense to save a bit up front so that she's not drowning in loans by the time she's a doctor, if that's what she's interested in. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we also heard from Tenley, and I actually forwarded Tenley's email to Erin Gudge. She, Tenley is a college counselor and has been Whoa. for six years. She helps her clients, mainly 10 to 12th graders, prepare for and get into college. Tenley, where the fuck were you when I was in high school? And she has some pointers, so I'm just going to read these oh, real quick. These are all things I should have done. Go ahead. The pre-med majors, biology, neuroscience, chemistry, physics, etc., are mm-hmm. very competitive no matter where you apply. Oh, no. But especially UCLA. Well, look, I mean, it's a good school. And you, you don't do? actually need to be a pre-med major to go to med school. In fact, many of my clients who want to go to med school major in Spanish or even sociology as those majors are also quite useful when applying to med school. If she likes neuroscience, why not major in psychology, which is an easier major to apply with. Whichever major she decides on, if she wants to go to medical school, she needs to get A's in the following classes. Biology, general chemistry with lab, organic chemistry with lab, biochemistry, physics. So basically, she could choose a less competitive major to apply with on her applications, take these classes, get A's, and still apply and be accepted into many med schools. Hmm. Um, and then she has a few. She has a few more tips and has a list of great schools that all have neuroscience majors and are great musical schools as well. UC Berkeley, UCLA, Northwestern, University of Michigan, UPenn, USC, Vanderbilt, Brown, and Emory. And if those schools are too difficult or too expensive, here are some others: University of Oregon. University of Minnesota, Northeastern, Ohio State, UC San Diego, Indiana, and the University of Washington, Seattle. Mm. Um, She could definitely qualify for some merit scholarships. Hope this helps. If I have any other questions, feel free to pass along my website, info, tenleyharden.com. Tenley? Tenley, that was very helpful. I love people that find services that I didn't know I needed, and that's their job. It's like, oh, wow. Oh, this is kind of very handy. Kind of what I was talking about with you the other night. Of people just having these, jobs? No, that like these things exist that you might not even known about. Like when you Oh, were did you know about that that was a thing counselor? that exists? Yes. <laughs> Where the fuck were you, Lowell Catholic High School? Jesus. Just because we all weren't going to Holy Cross, you had to like anyway. Or Notre Dame or I think those are the Two Catholic colleges. Georgetown. Georgetown, BC. Oh, BC, of course. There's a lot of Catholic colleges. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, it's it's quite a religion. <laughs> we like to sweep a lot of things under the rug. If you'd like to major in that. Rug sweeping? Anyway. Um, all right. This is from Vicky. She says, I'm just writing in again as requested. To see if there's a Thank plan you. for the Egghead meetup when you're in London, Matt. Ah, yes. Is there a plan? I'm sure you've had lots of listeners who would love to say hi. I haven't lived in London for a while. I live an hour away. But I'm sure others could suggest a decent meetup place if you need it. Yeah, I mean, if there's like a place that... Who's spearheading this? It seems like it's her. Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess my question is like... Why don't you just come up with a time and place and just tell people? 
Yeah, I don't know what places. Is... Why don't you meet like in your hotel lobby? Or is that weird? Pub? Is there a pub near your hotel? Here's the Find problem. A pub Here's near the problem your hotel. with pubs, pubs in London. They're all owned by the same company. Uh-huh. And they all are the same exact thing. So? I mean, you know, the architecture is a little different inside. Maybe the people are a little better, but the food's all garbage. Okay. And some, you know, and you know the chain pubs I'm talking about. Where are my UK people at? Yeah, there you are. All right, guys. I hope you've enjoyed what what was <laughs> our epic 100th episode. episode done in real time with zero edits. Um, you know, uh, look, uh, this is Expedition Theme Park. I really like this one. They play like an old commercial. Yeah. And then he gets this little fun music and then he has a lovely accent. Isn't this fun? Expedition Theme Park. You know, raised in the country. What is happening? Well, that's Danny Kay. You know, you remember him uh-huh. from t- from okay, honey, the olden days. We got it. We got to move this along. Expedition Epcot. All right. My name is Sam, and this week we're taking a look at the feature attraction of the Land Pavilion, honey. or at least the feature attraction. What? Please, please stop oh, this. Fine. Thank you. All right, that's our hundredth and worst episode, ladies and gentlemen. You can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month, which seems to come with news because a lot of times we have appointments in the middle of the week or something and then we're like well we're not recording till sunday so let's we'll just tell the patrons patrons, because they're supporting us uh if you support us at the five dollar level you'll get your name read on the podcast each month uh you'll also get the back catalog of patreon episodes if you support us there thank you to all of our new supporters you're going to get your names read in next month's episodes and we're going to try to read these faster exclamation point that's really just a note to me uh diane m martin Nora Gresham, Angie James, Carolyn Land, Aaron Gudge, Fred, Frederick, Frederick, Frederick Roy, uh, Greg Watchorn, Hannah Crowder, Judy, Layla Ash, Layla Arshid. I'm sorry, everybody. Lauren Gleason, Melody Baltazar, Tara McElfrish, Tyler Rosewood, Emily Meyer, Valerie Anderson, uh, Karen Thakershi. Right? Thick Hershey bar. So, that's what I'm doing. Yes, yeah, she wrote it out. She said it's pronounced Thick Hershey. Well, there we go. And and I just somehow still... Bu- you have it in front of you. Keep reading. I don't have it in front of me. Oh, I thought you did. You seem to know everything I'm saying. Because I've I've gone... I've, I put this together. I've oh, read boy. all these names. She's I had such to... a memory. It's like a lock trap jaw. What? <laughs> this is out of control. I've... <laughs> failed as a human being um okay then we have of course stephanie heatherington right uh abba n alan l abby alec meredith and fletcher babble allison dean alice uh, Alyssa stokes amy amy giles amy griffin amy sharon Oh, oh! It's over here. Andrea McCarroll, Andy Pavlik, Angel Rivera the Third. He's a classic. Anne Real, Annan E. Mouse. That's cute. Anonymous. Honey. <laughs> uh, anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> April Cherer. A- April Cherry. Ariana Perry. Arthur Finney. Ashley Cicely. Ashley Meller. 
Audrey, Watson, Aurora, and Zelda. They're science twins, and they love us. Becca Foster, Ben, a PhD. Brett Jarrett, Bruno, Macias, Machias, CJ, Carly Moore, Carolyn Goodwin, Carolyn N., Carrie Smith, Kathy Hill, Chelsea, Chelsea Roger, Chinami Worth, Chris Dybel, also a TNC fan, uh, Christina Avgarinos, Christina Turner, Christy Mags, Christy Stultz, Claire Schwartz, Danielle Kohler, Daphne Powers, Darlene Estrema. Nope. Estramira. Uh, Desiree Stanley. Diana. Eleanor Powell. Elizabeth Ann. You guys are great. Thank you so much for helping us out. Thank you for being a supporter of our show. This thing's going up pretty soon because we just did it all in the course of, of live-dom. Uh, anything you'd like to say, Dory? Thank you all. Oh, thank you for, all. For being with us for 100 episodes. Oh, could you believe that there could be a 100 more in us? Oh, my God. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> yep. I'm already exhausted. All right. See you next week, everybody. Oh, it was almost good. The song ended too soon. And then it's going to Bo Diddley. Oh, no. This is out of control. This is why you don't do things live, everybody. You know what? I don't hate it. (laughs) 